So welcome to the BCS podcast, the gem of all mechanisms. My name is Brian Rentsman, and today I have the pleasure of speaking to Mayank Prakash. Uh, Mayank uh, has a long history in IT. Uh, I met him quite a while ago when he did some guest editing for IT Now, which we'll come on to later. Uh, but the main reason I'm talking to him today is that he's our new BCS president. So uh, welcome, Mayank. Hi, Brian. Nice to be here. Uh, lovely to have you on. So first of all, can I just ask you a little bit about your background? Uh, get, you know, fill us in on not your whole life to date, but, you know, roughly how it's been in the IT industry for you. Well, it's been good. I owe my a career and, and my professional working life to technology. I've enjoyed uh, learning about new technologies um, that keeps me on my toes. I'm a curious person who enjoys working with people. And so um, the profession of technology offers us the opportunity and me in particular, the opportunity to constantly learn about new things and explore new possibilities. Um, you asked about um, technologies that are most interesting to me. Um, I am at present fascinated by the potential of machine learning and not the hype of AI, which uh, mm. is, is ahead of us, but the potential of machine learning to reimagine how we live and uh, to, to solve mankind's biggest problems using in machine learning. Computing resources have got to a point where we have plenty of them. Data has got to a point where we have it in abundance and it's flowing. It does need to get a bit structured and organized. And so we are now firmly in the era of machine learning so that computing resources and data can be applied to reimagine how we live. Yeah, excellent. So you, you, you've not had your head turned by the general artificial intelligence idea that a lot of uh, folks tend to get distracted by, but rather the, you know, what can we do now with it, really? Indeed. And I, I think general artificial intelligence will come. However, um, <clears throat> one of the good things in in our profession is we get excited by possibilities. One mm. of the flip sides of that is as we tend to create hype around things that are not yet here now. Yeah, absolutely agree. I've seen that a lot over the years in my role as a journalist, as you can imagine. So now let me ask you, Mike, well, first of all, how do you feel about being president of BCS? Well, it's an incredible honor to represent tens of thousands of leading technology professionals, those globally across different countries. Um, uh, I am very grateful for the confidence colleagues have in me and I'm looking forward to what we'll do together. BCS plays a very key role as the voice of the profession back into government, back into policy making and to make sure that we are pursuing ethical use of computing to pursue the upside of possibilities offered by technology. Yeah, lovely. Now, if you were, if you, if you put yourself a year in the future now, and you look back on your year, what would you like to see achieved during your time here? What, what are your particular focuses personally? Well, it's to pursue the four strategic goals of the British Computing Society. A, but if I, if I put it in simple terms, it is to make sure that um, we as the British Computing Society, we represent the goodness that technology offers to society and bring different and um, tech innovators, as well as professionals together with government and, and security agencies is to keep exploring the potential of technology rather than get distracted 
by the downsides of poor implementations of technology, mm. which reflect lack of professionalism or um, issues of ethics and privacy. Yeah, lovely. Now, I, when we um, just referring back to our 2016 special issue, which you kindly guessed that listed for us, we, we were talking about growth and innovation uh, in that particular issue. One of the things you mentioned was the potential of digital to change business models. Now, I just wonder how you feel sort of six years later. How is that digital transformation coming along? It, it, it seems somewhat patchy to me. What's your perception? Well, I think the thing that has changed in the last 10 years or so is today there is no debate across any industry that technology is going to reimagine that business. It doesn't matter whether you are a bakery on the high street or you are a major retailer um, across the country or you are making in jet engines. Um, it doesn't matter which industry you look at, technology is disrupting positively and reimagining business models. Um, Almost every industry is right in the middle of that transformation that is happening. Mm. And so that that transformation is happening is now universally accepted. Our challenge is that most business leaders are not comfortable with steering through this transformation. And most government leaders uh, are not familiar enough with technology to make the most of technology through this transformation. And so... As, as technology professionals, we need to make it easy for people to engage in this transformation so that we can take them with us on this journey, which can at times leave people feeling uncomfortable because they're out of control on a subject that they don't understand intimately. And so it's our responsibility to make it simple and easy so that we keep accelerating the transformation and keep exploring the possibilities of what businesses can do for their clients and what governments can do for the citizens. Do you think that uh, IT professionals uh, in general communicate concepts quite poorly? I think, Brian, technology professionals are analytical by nature and, uh, and logical explanations can bridge cultural language divides and, and help people understand something in a structured way. That is a strength. Right. But at times, um, I can see professionals, not just in technology, in pharmaceuticals, across industries, get very head, heads down on trying to solve a problem and not spend enough time and energy communicating and engaging. And you need a balance between those two when you're transforming. Yeah, I mean, that's interesting. One of the ongoing debates we have many years in technology is IT representation on the board, isn't it? And whether the board, those higher level decision makers, truly understand the implications. So that's where communication is vital. Is, is there a gap there that we need to work a bit harder at as well? Um, there is a gap and it, it does need a bit more work, but most boards now are looking for or have a technology leader. Uh, we just need to make sure that that, um, and that knowledge now permeates to all board members. Technology is no longer something that is done by one person because its impact is far reaching. It's a bit like human resources in any organization. Engaging people or colleagues in any organization is not just the responsibility of the HR team, it's the responsibility of every manager. 
And that's where we have come to with technology as well. It's a responsibility of every manager to understand how to use technology and how to apply technology. That is not to say we will not need a technology team of experts, but that technology team of experts is a bit like the HR experts we have in our organizations. And, And we are entering that era where technology is everybody's business. Every business is a technology business. Every manager needs to get comfortable with technology. And and it's a wonderful word full of possibilities because we explore how technology can make businesses achieve their aims, aims more successfully. And that's particularly important, not just for commercial businesses, but for -for not-for-profits because they're pursuing aims that make society a better place. And it's good that technology makes them more successful. Yeah, that's nice. Well, back in 2016, three of the main areas we discussed were inspirational leaders, the role of data and uh, talent. Th- these things are still they're still issues, aren't they? In the talent area particularly, do you, do you think there is a skill shortage or are we just uh, looking in the wrong places? Are we taking the wrong approach? Well, um, maybe what's BCS's role in that? There clearly is a skills shortage. And, and first of all, shortage in any in any equation is a function of demand and supply and demand is exploding. So first, there is that bit of the equation that I'd like to reflect on. But if I flip this conversation and look at supply, uh, supply is massively constrained. It's constrained for two reasons. If I look at this problem simply, it's constrained because the the, the supply of the professionals who can create technology solutions and has a deficit of about 40% in the UK and and in most of the developed world that deficit exists. And that deficit means that we don't have enough people who can create technology solutions. But then the flip side of this conversation is technology solutions alone are useless unless they're applied to achieve the business outcomes of any business, whether it's a for-profit or not-for-profit or a government organization. And and there we need people who know how to apply technologies. And, And there we need to think broadly because you don't need to be a computer engineer to actually be an amazing service journey designer or somebody who applies design thinking to solving business problems or somebody who is an amazing graphic designer who designs these compelling user experiences and journeys is so we need to broaden the horizon and we need to get way better at engaging with children children across countries and economies so that the children um, who are the next generation are comfortable using technology because they will be users of technology and they naturally adopt new technologies as well as those who are entrusted pursue careers to create technology solutions. Mm. So just thinking a bit further about that, then we, we use the term IT professional quite a lot of BCS. We we promote the the idea of an IT professional. We know that that we're not going to get IT professionals into the realm of doctors in, in in that sense. What should we be aiming for so that we get that balance between somebody that's properly qualified, 
um, but also, you know, agile and, and able to keep up with things. What should we be aiming for as BCS, do you think, to get our membership to to pursue? I think BCS needs to pursue both halves of this profession. Those technology professionals who create technology solutions and they need to be deep a, um, experts at the technology solutions. They need to be certified professionals. Else, and that's a moving target because as we have technology solutions and it's constantly moving because new technologies are used to create those solutions. That said, BCS also needs to engage as we do in the SOFIA framework with roles that do not require deep technical expertise. As to our earlier conversation, Brian, a graphic designer plays a very critical role in a technology solution. Mm. Because as we all know, in the last two decades, it's certainly been true that user experience trumps functionality. Delivering yeah. lots of features is not as good as delivering a product solution that is more user friendly. And that requires design expertise. And we need to engage in both of those dimensions to engage um, professionals who help us create technology solutions and professionals who help understand business problems, solve for them and implement technology solutions. Do you think that sort of blurred the, the definition of what an IT professional is then? That makes it quite a broad target, doesn't it? It is. What a fantastic profession we are in. It's in demand. Every profession is is becoming technology-led. If you are um, if you are doing research in drugs, now that we have synthetic folding data models and machine learning available mm -hmm. changes, how you look at vaccines and drug pharmaceutical work. Uh, I think we are incredibly lucky that IT profession is not a profession in a silo. It underpins every profession going forward. And that's where we need to think more broadly than just a silo profession. So uh, your, your earlier comment that every organization is a technology organization and every really every person is a technologist almost in work these days seems pretty appropriate. Yes, uh, I, I would agree. Every organization is a technology organization. That is the era we are in uh, and certainly uh, we will we will be deeper technology organizations. By the way, that doesn't mean we are not other things. Mm. So a government, say, for example, needs to understand and master technology, but that doesn't mean a government is not there to serve its citizens, which is its primary purpose. Um, and so we're still the things that we were, but we, are, we now have the opportunity to use technology to reimagine how we can be more successful as organizations. So can I ask you who your personal, I, I asked a general question usually in my interviewees, uh, general, general inspirations or tech inspirations. Maybe I could ask you your tech inspirations. Who do you look to? Who have you found inspirational or useful has given you uh, maybe, maybe a leg up in your career or a different perspective? Well, personally, I'm very grateful to colleagues who have encouraged me, who have supported me through the many mistakes I've made in my career and uh, who have been um, who have been generous with their confidence in my abilities at times ahead of me actually having those abilities. 
so personally, I'm very grateful to colleagues um, for supporting me over the years. Um, I could not have imagined when I started my career that I'd be sitting here and talking to Brian, the editor of IT Now, um, <laughs> as the president of PCS. I genuinely could not have. Um, and so uh, I am very grateful to people for over the years supporting me very generously. Um, more generally, I, I love learning. Um, I love learning from people. I find um, that um, I find that if I'm in a meeting or if I meet a person, um, I always walk away from that conversation thinking, what is it that this person does really, really well? We're all brilliant at doing something. Mm. And I love reflecting on that and learning and picking a little bit of that so that a little bit of that goodness rubs in on me. And that is that is how I get inspired. I get inspired by picking the best in someone. Now, that can be professionals across all professions and people across all walks of life. And then the last thing I'd say is I love learning from structured, um, curated content like the MIT technology blog, um, which I enjoy reading regularly, or um, or other blogs that come out very regularly. And I love consuming curated content because that helps me learn from others' perspective and not be limited in my perspective. Um, so does that answer your question? It does. And I like your little expression. I like I love your little phrase there. We're all brilliant at doing something. I, I might use that as the title for this podcast. Actually, that's really nice. That's an inspirational remark in itself. Thank you for that. Um, going back to your 2016 piece, uh, we had a little box out where you're talking about some of your personal stuff. You said you were a geek and an Apple fan. So how are we there now? <laughs> How's that moved on? Or is it the same? I don't think it's moved on, Brian. Still a geek. Um, <laughs> I still love learning and, and uh, I'm still an Apple fan. And, and the reason why I'm an Apple fan is not just because the products that come out, it's because uh, I learned uh, about the power of user experience in design and thanks to Apple. That changed my outlook in my career. Um, and I still marvel at how big the Apple ecosystem has got, but how we how Apple continues to make the user experience as simple and compelling as possible. Um, and it's not that Apple gets it all right. And I am sure there are a number of things that Apple could do better, but that Apple continues to do that well as a very large organization as an impressive example of execution. Yeah, that's interesting. Now, can I also ask you a little bit about the diversity and inclusion uh, side of things, Mike? Obviously, your background is, is non-white. What ha What's your experience been like that personally through your career? Personally, look, I've been grateful that I've not been at the receiving end of lots of discrimination, and personally or professionally. Um, I I count that as as something that I've been lucky about. Uh, Professionally, I would say, uh, look, uh, as I said to colleagues uh, when we on day one of becoming the president of PCS, I have a daughter and it's unimaginable for me that possibilities for her would be constrained just because she is not a man. Mm. And so 
when technology as a profession is reimagining every profession in every business, when our ambition is to make technology good for society, of course, we need to engage people from all walks of society and we need to embrace people from all walks of society so that we can explore the upside of the different perspectives that they bring to make society a better place for you and me to live in. Yeah. And so um, I find diversity and inclusion a necessity, a, a prerequisite for us to be successful. And uh, I find it um, almost table stakes eggs because how can we be successful? Doesn't matter whether we are a small business or a large organization or a government organization, how can we be successful if we are not listening to diverse perspectives? Because what we're going to do is going to impact people across all walks of society. I mean, you, you seem a very positive person with these things. And generally, Mike, do, do you find it irritating or angering when, when you see uh, discrimination going on, which we still see a fair amount of reflected, don't we, in the media and so on? Or do you just think we, we need to take a positive view and do something constructive about it? And I personally don't get frustrated. Um, that probably is a shortcoming of mine. And so I don't get angry about it. Um, I'm disappointed for those people yes. and that missed opportunity. I'm disappointed right, for the person who engages in not be not bringing out the best of themselves in that situation. And, and I'm disappointed for the person who's missed out on that opportunity. And uh, we can be better than that. And uh, and I hope we explore that possibility. Lovely. Uh, it's been excellent speaking to you today. I'd like to finish off with one more question, if I may, maybe specifically for the BCS um, membership audience. Quite a small proportion, as you know, of the BCS membership are sort of actively engaged. Uh, in the organisation, what message do you give to those that perhaps are just listening on the edges or, or, or just members and, and, and not too involved at the moment? Well, I would say, first of all, thank you for doing what you do, because technologists are reimagining society. Um, do it professionally, do it well, and that you are members of the British Competing Society. It makes you our ambassadors into the world that you're in to make sure our code of conduct um, stands behind you, um, that our professional networks help you grow and develop your careers, or help you be more successful in achieving the goals that you're pursuing. And, and, and I'd encourage uh, the tech professionals, the leading tech professionals around the world who are associated with the British Computing Society um, to pursue achieving more together across industries is let's make connections. I'd like somebody who's a machine learning expert to reach out to somebody who is doing pharmaceutical research, uh, to somebody who's working on the next generation of aeroplanes, and which are going to be a electric, um, which are going to um, be self-navigating. And so, um, Working across boundaries helps us leapfrog faster, and I'd encourage the BCS members to pursue that. Um, but if there is anybody who needs any support, if you think that there are uh, your ideas are not being heard, uh, I'm here to serve you. Reach out to me, and I look forward to us working together.
Lovely. That's a lovely closing comment. Uh, can I thank you so much for speaking to us today, Mike? I enjoyed the conversation, Brian.